I've never had anything chronic in my life. I've always been that guy that's just like not afraid of being sick and couldn't relate to anything chronic. This was chronic. I probably had at least four or five DHSs from that experience, like boom, traumatic, shocking experiences. Memory loss, short-term memory loss, insomnia, indigestible morsel. All of this together, I was like, I'm chronically ill. Yeah. I can't do anything. I can't get out of bed. I can't think. I can't remember. I can't sleep. I did everything. And I'd see some temporary relief, but nothing created healing. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like a lasting healing, just temporary symptom change. So I just got to the point where I was like, I'll look, I'll, I'll look at anything. Like all yeah. I would do is research until I figured it out. And it led me to German New Medicine. Here we are. Brandon, thanks for being on today, brother. My pleasure. I'm excited. Uh, I am very excited for this conversation. Uh, ever since you brought this topic up to me, what we're going to be discussing today, I've been very curious and um, we've been dancing. I think you've been dancing with a few people on teaching this uh, and uh, it just popped up. I was like, if I'm this curious about this, every one of these people that are listening are going to be very curious about this as well. And so I, I, I thought that the, the best forum to teach me was in front of everyone else. So Absolutely. thank you for allowing me to be the student yep. and diving in here. Um, the general topic for today that I wanted to dive into was GNM or German New Medicine. Yep. So I'm going to just going to stop talking and let you take it from here. Um, what is GNM? Yeah. So it's also known as Germanic Healing Knowledge, uh, GHK. And in German, I think it's Gehenish. Um, I'm, I'm going to murder it. Um, <laughs> Gemenische Hayokunde. Mm. I said that right. Mm -hmm. um, essentially, it's the, it's a scientific, uh, you could say knowledge in terms of it's a discovery of biological laws mm -hmm. that demonstrates the psychosomatic connection beneath all disease. Mm -hmm. So it's the first time that every disease that we know has been mapped to where it shows this um, triune or three components to all disease, which is psyche, brain, and organ. Mm -hmm. And it shows a direct, not correlation, but causation between psyche, the part of the brain that's affected, and the corresponding organ. And then every symptom that we experience can be traced back to a conflict shock. And this is the one of the five biological laws. If we mm -hmm. talked about the five biological laws and did a deep dive, I'd need like 10 hours. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning them because yeah. it's like you can, you can have a, a doctorate just on the five laws because they're so deep. And who knows if it's going to get there. But when you, when you really start understanding the laws, you see that it's connected to like hermetic philosophy. And you see that this is a way of seeing and relating to the world. It's a type of spirituality mm -hmm. that it points to that you're very familiar with and you live um, just through the lens of biology. And so it was discovered by this uh, gentleman and MD, uh, Dr. Hammer. Mm -hmm. And his son was in a freak accident and was shot. Mm -hmm. And months later in the hospital, he died in his arms. And six months after that, he developed testicular cancer. And as a doctor, and in the 80s, there was this mind-body connection, influence, placebo, nocebo was well-known, but it was kind of in the gray zone. Yeah, that could have an effect, but who knows? Like, it's still, you know, there's it's still new. So we thought there has to be a connection between this profound loss of my son and, my can and this cancer. 
So he went and had his, and CT scans were like a new thing in the 80s. So he's like, I'm going to get my brain scanned. And he looked right on the, in, in the brain, on the brain stem that controls reproduction. And there was this circle imprint on the brain, which later became what's called a hammer focus, which at mm-hmm. first was just like a nickname. And then mm-hmm. they made it like clinical, right? So boom, this like circular, which I find that interesting too. Mm-hmm. If we go into geometry and coming from a single cell organism, mm-hmm. we were also a perfect circle, the aura Ouroboros. It's like, there's, there's so much interconnection. Um, he goes, that can't be a coincidence that there's this seeming almost like a traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. but it's, it's different. Um, it's uh, DHS is categorized by three components. Number one, it was an event or experience that caught you off guard. Mm-hmm. Number two, uh, you were shocked by it. So there was like some degree of shock and overwhelm. Number three, there was a degree of isolation. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always mean you're physically isolated, but the feeling of being isolated. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have that category. You know, he couldn't categorize at the time because he was in discovery and he was like, oh, okay, so this part of the brain was hit and that controls my testicles. Mm-hmm. What's the co- what's the uh, uh, connection here? So he started interviewing. He said, I wonder if other men that with testicular cancer have had some sort of loss like this and if the same part of their brain is affected. And he started doing these interviews and he found every single one of them without exception had that part of the brain impacted with a circle and they had the same type of conflict shock experience. It could be with a, it might not have been their son um, or even a family member, but it was like this deep, profound feeling of loss as a man. Mm. And there wasn't one exception to the rule. Every brain scan looked the same. Do you know how many he did? Over time, he did over 10,000. <laughs> yeah. So t- over 10,000, I think they've probably done like closer to 40,000 now. Yeah. But in his lifetime, 10,000. And that's not just the brain scans. That's yeah. the interviews with these people as well. And so in, in this specific case with the testicular cancer, was the spot on the same spot in it, like it looked the same on every yeah. single one of them? The only difference is to the degree in which you were shocked mm. could increase the size. Hmm. So if it was a, if it was a loss, but it wasn't as like deeply, like we say, we speak biologically, whether we know it or not, we say things like, I couldn't digest that. Mm. Couldn't stomach mm-hmm. it. Couldn't stomach it. Like, couldn't oh, swallow like it. I yeah. felt it in my bones, yeah. right? I couldn't swallow it. Yeah. So some people, if they felt shocked to like their core, absolute shock that the ring, they would be like a, a water drop with concentric rings that come out mm. like this. So the more intense the conflict, the bigger the gotcha. impact. Yeah. And that determines your healing phase length, your conflict active uh, phase length and, yeah. and your symptoms. Beautiful. Uh, the, so it shows up as this circle. Yeah. What, what actually is happening? On, yeah. I'm already going pretty detailed here, but I'm yeah. curious. It's great. Uh, what actually is happening on the brainstem that causes the image to show that? Like, is it, Happening. Yeah, 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 what's happening? So the body's turning on a biological program. So this is a new vocabulary that a Dr. Hammer, um, mm-hmm. in a sense, invented or discovered. Because yeah. um, no one discovered the laws. They're yeah. always working whether we're aware of them or not. Mm-hmm. So what happened is the brain goes, and this speaks to, I believe it's the fifth, um, fourth or fifth law of um, our evolutionary biological history explains a lot of how these uh, special biological programs came into existence mm-hmm. so for example when as a as a, even a single cell organism we needed the ability to reproduce mm-hmm. 
And so that's going to be, that's going to belong to the oldest part of the brain because that part of the brain develops from the oldest germ layer, Mm -hmm. which is, I believe it's called the old mesoderm. Mm. So our ancient fears, things like the fear of death, the fear of not being able to reproduce, these are going to be stored in that old brain. Mm -hmm. And as the brain gets more complex, you have more social conflicts. So you have like shame, you know, things around guilt and Mm -hmm. shame and and marking your territory, territory, anger, territory, loss. Um, so you go back to biology and if you can't, if your body gets the signal, you can't reproduce. Mm -hmm. And what's the goal of biology to reproduce, to survive. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to say, we need to adapt to the environment to ensure you reproduce. So that part of the brain turns on a program and says, testicles in this case, turn on cell proliferation. That's cell division. Yeah. Now in the Western medicine they go cancer cancer yeah you have a random cell division and we can't we don't you know it's random and it's uncontrollable and that is them that's that's the western paradigm mistaking chaos or randomness yes for a pattern that they just don't understand Mm -hmm. which uh, that's all chaos is it's an unrecognized pattern yeah so they're instead of you know, it would take an entire ego death yes. <laughs> to, to see the pattern. Wow. So they have to categorize it yeah. versus understand it. Oh, it's random. It's out of control. Mm. It's attacking itself. It's attacking other cells. Yeah. And you just don't see that in nature. Right. You don't see a tree attacking a bush. Yeah. You know, you might see animals eating other animals, but there's an exchange that's happening. There's not mm-hmm. ever self-attack for no yeah. reason. So... The response is that that part of the brain, that's just what it looks like when a biological program is turned on. And the reason it does, uh, says cells and the testicles turn on is because then you have the ability to create more semen Mm -hmm. and you you up your chances of reproducing. You you like strengthen the testicles and then you create a a higher chance of reproduction because that's the fear. He suffered a a reproduction conflict. So is this profound loss and fear? I'm not going to be able to pass on my genes. Yeah. And this is the thing. You could think intellectually, I'm not afraid of that. You can justify exactly. it. Yeah. But your body tells you the truth. Mm-hmm. So if it's turning on that program, you have yeah. a deep unconscious fear, which makes sense biologically, mm-hmm. of not being able to reproduce and pass your genes on. Wow. So that program says, we're going to help you adapt to ensure that you reproduce. Yeah. And so what we think is cancer. Mm-hmm is actually you, uh, your body supporting you and adapting to your mm. environment and giving you a temporary, temporary superpower mm. until it's no longer needed. What a reframe. Yeah. What a reframe. And this is true in any organ. If it's the lungs, it's going to help you breathe better. If it's the eyes, it's going to help you see better. If it's in the nose, it's going to help you smell better. Yeah. But see, then when that is no longer needed, right, nothing in nature happens uh, in excess or in right. for no reason mm-hmm. or is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So the idea of, okay, let's turn on this program. Mm-hmm. But then when the psyche, because remember it's psyche, brain, organ, mm-hmm. when the psyche is resolved, when he grieved, mm-hmm. when he questioned the beliefs of, I won't ever be able to reproduce again. Uh, what that means about me as a man, like whatever his process was. And right. it could have been as simple as, just the attempt to reproduce again once he felt ready mm-hmm. could have gave his body the signal. It's not a conflict anymore. Mm. We don't need extra support. Yeah, He's reproducing just fine. Like he's having sex just fine. Yeah. So if that's what happened, whatever initiated the healing phase for him, which that's, a, it takes a case by case basis because mm-hmm. everyone's psyche is so complex. So when he resolved it, what happens in the healing phase? Now this brings us to the second law, which is, see, I'm, I'm going to call it the law of polarity. 
yeah. but they're gonna they call it the law of two phases. Yeah. It's like the yin and yang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Western medicine, they say there's two types of disease: cold, cold and, and hot. hot. Yeah. In GNM, they go, no, that's two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Those are phases mm-hmm. of one disease, mm-hmm. which isn't disease. There's no such thing as disease. So he, as soon as he resolved the conflict, what happens? Blood and water goes to the testicles mm-hmm. because all healing happens in a liquid environment. Yeah. And that's called inflammation. Inflammation, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the Western paradigm, they go, it's metastasizing. Yeah, yeah. Nuke it. <laughs> yeah, nuke it. You know, yeah. Kill it. Cut it out. Crush this process Let's that's destroy happening. destroy their healing yeah. phase. Mm. They literally... They literally intersect while you're healing, <sighs> and and radiation and all the, all the things. Yeah. When in reality, what's happening is the body is bringing microbes, which yeah. if you go back to our evolutionary mm-hmm. history, something like TB bacteria, for example. Yeah. We survived alongside TB bacteria for millions of years, mm. and to think that there's anything, anything. This is why it's such a paradigm shift in reality that isn't here for you and synergistically have some reason for being that's here for you especially in nature like not removed from nature but in nature uh, to think anything besides that is fallacy it's just ignorance yeah so that tb bacteria gets programmed our brain can communicate with the bacteria and say hey we need your help go to this site eat up all these cells we don't need anymore it's been in you know we've had cell proliferation on for six months we don't need this anymore. Mm. So we need, you're the decomposers, just like a tree falls in nature. Mm-hmm. What happens? Fungi and bacteria eat it up. Mm-hmm. So this is a whole nother tangent of people <laughs> afraid of mold. Yeah. Mold, mold. Right. I, I tested and I had myotoxins through the roof and I yeah. thought I did a whole mold protocol, yeah. not realizing that I was in a healing phase and I actually needed those guys Wow. to decompose whatever needed to be decomposed because yeah. I was out of some conflict. Mm. So, in that swelling phase, you're actually in a healing phase, depending on the degree of the shock will determine the degree of the healing phase. And nine times out of 10, if you just let the healing phase do what it does and even give your body more bacteria, mm. kefir, raw milk, get, get mm. TB bacteria, which you can find in both of those. Yeah. A lot of people have wiped out their bacteria yeah. because of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So if you understand what the body's trying to do, might be going through night sweats and swelling. Mm-hmm. It's like, you probably want to keep your body kind of hot. It's trying to do that anyway. It might You might have a fever during an infection, right? So it's like actually doing a little sauna, um, uh, giving your body bacteria. But the main thing is just rest. Yeah. Then all of those extra cells will be eaten up. And if it looks like an infection, like pus, like sweating, it has whatever, uh, you know, different organ and conflict will have a different uh, like process. Mm-hmm. But it's just getting the cell debris out of your body. That's yeah. all infection actually is. There's no such thing as an infection. It's bacteria. It's like if you had uh, dumpsters f- backed up full of trash. Yeah. And then all these rats showed up. You wouldn't go, man, we have a rat problem. <laughs> Kill the rats. <laughs> yeah. No, we have a trash problem. Bacteria, we have cells yeah. that have built up that are no longer needed. Mm. And all these rats are coming. All right, so the the question, and we're going to for sure get back here because I'm super curious, and um, I'm already feeling how this could be a 10-hour, so I'm going to do my best to keep it tight um, with my questions, but I want to know how this found you Mm -hmm. and why this is so personal to you because I can feel as you speak, like this is not just I've learned a couple things. This feels really embodied already. Like you've really like dove headfirst into this, so... How'd you find this? That's like, great. why? Yeah. I get chills. Um, 
it was because my last relationship mm. and I only really accepted or acknowledged that maybe a couple of weeks ago when I was mm. like, okay, I had a three and a half year relationship and I was out of it for two months and I went right into another relationship and it was textbook trauma bonding. Like yeah. I can write a textbook <laughs> literally on trauma bonding yeah. after that. It was like seven stages, do, 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 do all the things. It was so intense and it brought me to my knees. Yeah. And I, I had questioned everything. I don't know anything about anything. It was the most humbling experience. I, I left, I dropped my business at the time. At the same time, I lost like 30 K in the Voyager crypto mm -hmm. world. Um, she, my partner that I was with cheated on me and it was like that was I internalized that to such a degree I'm worthless I'm nothing I'm fucking yeah I like major self-devaluation and I just put a pause on everything in my life major identity crisis it was like a tower fall moment everything that I built fell mm. and um I wasn't ready to explore certain parts of my psyche like I had I've, I've categorized it kind of this way I've had I had some boy psychology mm -hmm. connected to some mom stuff, dad stuff, uh, even where I was in pride and ego around God and wanting to understand and intellectualize God and just unresolved trauma that was underneath that made that trauma bond attractive in the mm -hmm. first place. And it was like, it took a while for me, definitely not in the relationship. I did my best, but I, I couldn't actually see it until I was out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And because that was a year and a half long process of what GNM would call hanging healing, where it was like conflict active, temporary resolution, usually sex, which is like oxytocin through the roof. Mm -hmm. And then, and then like major disconnection and feelings of betrayal and separation. And like that trauma bonding, but in GNM terms is called the hanging healing. You're, mm -hmm conflict active you go into healing you're conflict active you go into healing you never give your body a chance to actually heal yeah. that is the definition of chronic disease mm. i've never had anything chronic in my life like mm. i've been a sturdy lad <laughs> <laughs> so it's like i've had acute things i've gotten yeah. sick mm -hmm. but like energy wise vitality wise like i've always been that guy that's just like mm. not afraid of being sick and couldn't relate to anything chronic this was chronic mm. chronic I had chronic insomnia for six months. I couldn't sleep for more than three hours a night for six months. Yeah. I would walk to, I had a separation conflict. We'll talk about some of this, but I had a separation conflict so severe. I thought I had Alzheimer's. Like I actually was developing and I actually probably was. You probably were. Yeah. I probably was yeah. because at the core of, of all memory loss short term is separation conflict. Mm -hmm. Separation conflict is, I want to be close to someone that I feel, but I feel like I can't, or I'm, I physically can't, mm -hmm. or I'm afraid to, but I also really want them close. So there's a conflict there or vice versa. I want them yeah. away from me, but I, I can't, or I'm not saying or doing anything. Mm. So it's like a major lesson in boundaries for me as well. And self-respect. I mean, I could, I'm still milking that experience because it was, it was the one that brought me to my knees where mm. previous phases I look at and look, they look like kindergarten classes yeah. compared to that. Like, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, chronic insomnia. Um, my digestion, I couldn't digest food. Mm. So I had indigestible morsel conflict, which was the moment that I found out that she cheated. I just, I couldn't digest it. I couldn't let it go. And there were other moments too where it was like it, something happened. 
I probably had at least four or five DHSs from that experience, like boom, traumatic, shocking experiences that memory loss, short-term memory loss, insomnia, indigestible morsel. Um, what else? My blood pH was at like an 8.3 or like 8.5. So people, how does that happen? You don't, you, you're eating high protein. You can't digest it. It turns into gas pneumonia and you get incredibly alkaline. I was almost an alkalosis because it was just rotting. I couldn't digest it. Wow. So I was, and that was part of the brain fog, like such intense brain fog. Man, I couldn't do anything. So I was at a point where I'm like, I can't like my identity. And then I I had an identity conflict, which later manifested as hemorrhoids. Mm -hmm. So it was like all of this together. I was like, I'm chronically ill. (laughs) I can't do anything. I can't get out of bed. I can't think. I can't remember. I can't sleep. I mean, it was incredibly scary just for someone that's never had health stuff. Like what the hell is going on? Obviously right away, especially with the nature of my work, I knew it was, I mean, at the time I would say correlated, not directly caused because I couldn't take that level of ownership. Mm -hmm. It was still like, no, it's gotta be the mold. Yeah. It's gotta be, you know, Wi-Fi. you know, so I was still looking for cause outside of me. And this work puts cause and effect in their correct places. I couldn't do it. Yeah. So I just stayed in that loop and then we broke up. And once I was outside of it, I started to see what I couldn't see. And I did detoxes, mold detoxes, uh, fast fruit fasting, uh, you know, water fasting, four days, liquid fasting, 10 days. I did everything at carnivore mm-hmm. and I'd see some temporary relief, but nothing created healing. And mm-hmm. I'm talking like a lasting healing, mm-hmm. just temporary symptom change. So I just got to the point where I was like, I'll look, I'll, I'll look at anything. Like all yeah. I would do is research until I figured it out. And it led me to German new medicine. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the first resolutions where I really started being like, okay, this is real I think there was two that stood out. Um, yeah, it was this one where there was this moment where I was speaking with my, my ex-partner and I knew she wasn't telling the truth, but I was afraid to speak up. Mm. I didn't want her, I didn't want to just discover the truth. Yeah, Like I knew what was actually true, but I was more afraid of that than the lie and to like to sustain the relationship. So there's this deep moment of self-betrayal and anger with myself. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely a morsel conflict because I was like, I couldn't digest that moment that I did that because it was like days later that the the cheating happened and I just was crushed. And I looked at that moment and I was like, trying to avoid this outcome, trying to avoid the end of the relationship uh, created exactly what I didn't want. Yeah. You know, it was like that moment that I didn't speak. What would have happened is I would have gotten to the truth and it would have ended and I would have saved myself. Dignity, self-respect, like so much pain. Yeah. But I didn't have it in me. I didn't have the courage. Wow. And so when I saw that and I saw, wait, it, it would, it doesn't make any sense for me to ever do that again, to try to protect myself from the end of a relationship and in order to do that to sacrifice the truth Mm. like that's never worth it never so right when i saw that i was like no actually the truth is much safer than that way of hiding that requires me to lie i lied to myself in that moment Mm -hmm. then it was like it just 
like you I can feel my brain just, <laughs> and then my body just like oh. it's like this melting yeah and I and that's the definition of a resolved conflict mm. you you can't do it again and that could happen because the person oh. you have the conflict with dies and you literally can't or there's such a change in your sense of self that you are incapable the newfound awareness you can't go back and wow. that was that moment and then boom indigestible morsel conflict symptoms and then i had a night sweats and like a week of all of these symptoms where several conflicts were resolved just from that moment mm. and that was the first moment where i was like got all the fasts all the supplements i, I spend you know five hundred dollars a month maybe yeah. on supplements and shit in that 20 second realization of recapping that memory and boom having that that was more effective than any other modality that i've ever experienced so from that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go all in and never look back. Wow. Wow. <sighs> I mean, what, what you just shared, I imagine, is going to like really challenge mm -hmm. like very deeply so many people that are hearing that mm -hmm. because I would guess that it's almost a universal experience for us to have something in our life that mm -hmm. we don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And I would say close to universally, most people are looking outside themselves for the solution and maybe even like doing a lot. Oh yeah. Like I think that's, I think that's part of it is like there's so much pain from just like trying to resolve it and not being able to. Mm -hmm. Powerlessness. Yeah. Yep. And there's so many people out there in that position. Oh yeah. So much money, so much time, so much, so many resources, so yeah. much conflicting points of view. And this study says that, and this study says that German new medicine is the only thing that brings all the pieces together. It's like, there's no more, does cannabis cause this in the brain or does this food cause this mm -hmm. in the brain? And it's like, none of those cause or reverse disease. Mm. <sighs> if, if your body needs to adapt, it's going to turn that biological program on. Wow. If you're done with it, it's going to turn it off. doesn't mm -hmm. matter how many vitamins you take. It's going to stay on if you're signaling to yourself, I, I still need protection. I need this super sense still. Yeah. Or I need cell loss in my muscles, self-devaluation. I'm not enough. I'm nothing. I'm so tired. I can't move. Play dead. Protect yourself. Wow. Don't be in relationship. Mm. Like It will stay on. Psyche is mm. king. Which almost hints to the challenge in like nutritional science and with like the individual nature of yeah. certain things and like why how could it possibly be good for one person mm -hmm. and not good for another person yeah it like yeah I'm, I'm imagining it like almost like um being like a key yeah. in a lock and like if 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 your lock's not unlocked and you're smashing a key in it, like yeah. it's not going to be. The yeah. Like smashing beef liver in yeah, it. Yeah, smashing yeah, like yeah. NAD. And you're yeah. just like, it's not, it's, it's not, not the key. Yeah, yeah. It's not the key. Yep. Oh, wow. Wow. See, now it's like empowerment through less. Mm. Mm -hmm. My goal is to open my medicine cabinet and not have anything in it. Yeah. I love that. Right now it's like, I still have, I have so a hundred easily yeah. supplements in there Yeah, and herbs and this and that. And it's like, there's a time and place for that. If you're in a healing phase, yeah, and, and this is where so many people also um, shoot themselves in the foot or can mm -hmm. is 
everything is so generalized. So it's like, oh, you're sick, just do a fast. Mm-hmm. In GNM, if you're in a healing phase and you're having cell loss, you need more protein. Yes. So if it's like, no, just fruit, just liquids, yes, you're going to get some amino acids, but you need extra protein and amino acids when you're having cell loss. Mm-hmm. And protein, our cells are made of protein. Yeah. People can, you know, you hear it all the time. It's like, no one dies from protein deficiency. That's because it's it's miscategorized. It's like if you're really low energy, like, you know, a cancer patient and you're getting, uh, uh, what's it called, radiation, and then they're starving you because you're on some kind of diet. If you don't have enough amino acids, I don't remember the statistic, but it's something like, it's like hundreds of processes or maybe thousands depend on amino acids. Mm. So if you're de- de- depleted, your body's just not going to be able to make energy. Just going to start systematically shutting down exactly. those processes in, in order of importance. You're going to yeah, start yeah. withering away. Yeah. How many people, these yeah. cancer patients, literally wither away? Man, this is this is what I've intuitively been like. I, I mean, I was in the, the fitness and nutrition right. world for like close to 12 years. Wow. And... Um, just like sitting face to face with people and like knowing somewhere within me that like this external thing is not the thing, but not having the language yeah. or, 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 or any sense of the knowledge of like how to explain that to someone. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really start diving into that in, until I personally started experiencing like the biological energetic shifts that you're describing. Right. Like once I had that, like it was like, Oh, years like decades Mm -hmm. this has been here and just in moments i can feel it resolved yeah it's like what i know it's unreal and what's wild is there's also an entire body of work within gnm on men mental illness Mm -hmm. so bipolar schizophrenia depression um, megalomania the like jezebel complex i don't know what that is just like the whore Oh, okay. <laughs> and like for the men, it's like the Casanova. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's sh- the, those behavioral, it's called behavioral modification, yeah. like narcissism, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. That's a behavioral modification because the biological programs that were turned on, if there was a physical version of it, would be too much for the body, would oh. overwhelm the organism. So it goes, instead of having you do cell proliferation here or protect your arms by creating more cells on the skin and mm-hmm. eventually having rashes, right. instead of that, you have to change your behavior and wow. you really have no choice until you resolve wow. the conflict. And this also gave me so much compassion. So much. I, I realized in me, number one, I, right after my last relationship, I went into a Casanova constellation, which mm-hmm. stems from sexual rejection, which I had and mm-hmm. felt and from, um, sexual rejection and territorial, it's either loss or anger. It was lost territory loss. Mm-hmm. So of course my territory her yeah she felt like my territory but also my business like yeah. all of my territory felt lost and so when that hits you and sexual rejection together it's on different sides of the brain but in the same i believe it has to be the same um like endodermal germ layer the same or the same germ layer so for example the left and right temporal lobes has to be within the ter- temporal lobes you have to have a constant uh, impact on both sides mm-hmm. Still learning more. This is called constellations. Okay. It's when you have a series of conflicts yeah. that then yeah, change yeah. your brain and your your physiology, yeah. your biology. It's a little complex, but so I saw that in myself, and then the female version of that is the same conflict. Yeah, territory loss. Uh, it might be territorial anger. There's some nuances here, and sexual rejection. Yeah, 
Now, <laughs> when you're in a constellation, guess who's picking your partners? The constellation yeah, right. is picking your partners, right. right? We can call that trauma bonding or my inner child's picking, but now yeah. we have an actual, no, this constellation right. is going to be attracted to this constellation. Mm. So I was attracted to the, they, they don't call it Jezebel. They call it the, um, let's see, it's Casanova and Nympho, the mm. Nympho constellation. Mm -hmm. So that was the nature of my previous relationship. And I saw in her, based on her history, the sexual rejection, yeah. the territory loss. I saw it in my history. And I was like, oh, like, she's not bad or wrong, and I'm not bad. Like, we had these conflicts unresolved. And why would we attract each other? Mm. Because if she gets pregnant, which she wanted so bad right away, I go, yeah. pregnant, pregnant. Which, you know, all women have that biological urge, but it was like, it was yeah. exaggerated. Yeah. Because if she would get pregnant, she would resolve her it. conflicts. They would wow. heal. Yeah. Both of those parts of the brain would dissolve, and she'd go out of that complex because... I can relax now. I did the thing. My biology, wow. it's complete. So it was just this, is this innocent urge to reproduce because in, intuitively it's like, this is actually going to heal my brain. And this is for every kind of mental <laughs> disorder. Like I need to aggrandize myself as a narcissist because I have such a deep sense of uh, self-devaluation. Mm. And if I don't resolve it in order to survive, I can't survive if I'm being kicked out of the tribe. Yeah. In our ancient history, that is mm -hmm. death. Mm -hmm. So because that's on a biological level, their brain is going death or aggrandize. Mm -hmm. They have no choice. Easy choice, yeah. Obvious choice. Yeah. Wow. Oh. What What is the, um, I mean, you, I feel like this is, it could go so complex. Like, I just, I'm like envisioning this like web and this like diagram of connections. Um, what What's like the, like the one level above that of complexity, like where people are listening and they could start drawing some of those dots themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe you already hit on at the beginning with the, with the, the psyche right. mind Psy organ, yeah, psyche, psyche brain, brain organ. Yeah. Um, but like, is there an in between that can help people to make some connections yeah. between like what they're physically experiencing their biology and like what could be a root cause or like how to start? Um, actually maybe that's a better question is like, how can people start, in the questioning phase, mm -hmm. if they're open to yeah. like, okay, this, this might be onto something. Yeah. Yeah. I would need to know, know their symptoms to be okay. specific. Mm -hmm. I could give like the, the fundamentals yeah. and then maybe we can go into some of your old symptoms and yeah. I could just, we could just pinpoint it if you want. Yeah. Or any example of symptoms I could, I could. For sure. To. So fundamentals is you have, like I said, law one is there before every symptom every disease there's a shock mm -hmm. so shock causes symptoms that's number one not yeah. bacteria not viruses not anything else shock yeah. number one when you're in conflict active meaning if that shock is still active in your system you're gonna have cold hands and cold feet mm -hmm. right why do, do why do doctors they shake your hand they might not know that but if they feel a cold hand it's like you're probably conflict active now western medicine isn't gonna probably yeah. pick up on that maybe they will yeah but dr hammer did and he like would shake your hand intentionally be like hmm, you're either conflict active or you're not because yeah. you're warm or you're cold yeah so cold hands cold feet and no symptoms really well there's very few but most of them no symptoms while you're conflict active because mm. just adrenaline cortisol high blood pressure yeah. not sleeping well that sort of thing um once you start expressing symptoms for example all skin symptoms are going to be connected to separation conflicts majority of them which mm. is you know, I had this client um, who was on a date 
and she was sitting with someone. She's like, you know, I really don't want to be here. I want to leave, but I feel like I can't because I have to be a good girl, you know. And she leaves, and the next day she wakes up with a little rash on her right elbow. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the principle of laterality. I think mm-hmm. this is in the second biological law. Um, could be first. Um, basically, the w- where the symptom shows up is based on your handedness, and your handedness mm. is developed by your association with your mother for the most part. There can be very few exceptions, but if you think of our biological history, if your mother is right-handed, she's going to hold you on her left. Mm. You're going to breastfeed on the left because she needs to do thing with things with her right hand. Kay. So you're going to associate your mom with the left side. Now, if she's a left hand, left-handed, then it's going to be the other side. Okay. So now everything that between you and the mother, like if you have a separation conflict, you baby wants mom, mom's not there, they're going to get a rash. If it's like all-encompassing, yeah, they can get a rash all over their body, but they might just get a rash, if it's a right-handed child, on the left side of their, let's say like on their face or, you know, on, on their ribs. Yeah. Because it's saying, notice me, I have a rash, come pick me up. What? Yeah. So that's most rashes. Yes, we can get rashes from physical yeah. things, but like uh, babies aren't designed yeah. historically to wear things like diapers and yeah. shit themselves. Who yeah. wants to sit around and shit themselves? Yeah. No, a baby doesn't. Yeah. So they put that on and they're going pee and poo in it. They don't want to be, they have a separation conflict. Mm. Many children, if not all babies at some point, get rashes around, you know, in, in relationship to a diaper because it's not because of the diaper. It's because they want it off, but they can't take it off themselves. So they're in a separation conflict or they were left by mom. And it's like, if mom sees me with this big red rash, she's going to pick me up. Or if I got touched too much, I can have a different type of rash rash to repel someone Mm -hmm. because it's going to be disgusting to them and they're going to leave me alone. Wow. So that's an example. Like if, if people are dealing with rashes or acne, let's say on the face, acne could be like an attack conflict. You feel like, like some like words were coming at you mm-hmm. and they, you know, your, your body's saying, well, hold on, let me, let me just tie this into my client on her date <laughs> with the right side on her elbow. So before she even told me the nature of the date, she goes, I went on, a, I have a rash today. And I go, Hmm, you have, were you with anyone that you didn't want to be with or anything like this? She, I had this date yesterday. I go, let me guess. <laughs> You didn't want to be there, but you forced yourself to be there. She's like, that's exactly what it was. You can get kind of psychic when you start to know these. Because what happens is the body goes, we need to be ready to fight. She feels stuck. She's around man. How do you get away from someone if you need to? You're using the outside of your arms and legs. You might like use your elbows, your fists. It's like how you would evolutionarily get away from something you, you feel threatened by. So the body turns on the program and goes, create extra skin cells on the outside of the arms to create more padding to get to get away, like help this person adapt. So, and if it's on the right side, it's going to be associated with a non-mother figure, which is going to be partner, friend, romantic partner, whatever. So the next day it gets inflamed. Why? Because the program got turned off and the healing phase started. So inflammation came to eat all that up and she made the connection. It went away in two or three days. So like that kind of thing you know, it happens all the time now with clients. We'll do a session and it's like, watch out tonight. You might have night sweats and boom, they have night sweats. What? It's like clockwork. Yeah. Yeah. Cause mm. they healed like an abandonment conflict or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, in general, like skin stuff is separation conflict, insomnia, um, sleep issues. It typically means you're just conflict active and your body's trying to wake you up and say, resolve the conflict. You're not yeah. safe. Here's some adrenaline. Here's some cortisol. We want to help <sighs> you get up and resolve that. So you wow. can rest. Wow. Yeah. 
Your psyche is literally waking you up to resolve it yeah. and like giving you the resources to like figure this out. Exactly. It's all for you. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So it's like all the sleep medicine and stuff. Your psyche is like, well, then we just have to give you more adrenaline to overcome this. <laughs> wow. We, you need to resolve the conflict. This flower essence isn't going to resolve the conflict. Right. It might make you more comfortable temporarily, which yeah. is fine. But if you expect it to resolve the resolve, conflict, yeah. you're just going to feel more powerless. <sighs> I mean, from that lens, I mean... I'm not going to say like all things, but like a large majority of the symptomatic treatments that most people are going through from this lens are, are actually working against what's mm-hmm. should be happening. Yeah. Often, wow. especially in mainstream Western treatment, like, yeah. like surgery. Yeah. Ridiculous. Now you're creating, you have to pierce through all these skin layers that all have to scar and mm-hmm. you know, you're extending the healing phase. You can, it's just you're just delaying the healing phase you're you're taking out the thing that's working to heal itself and it's just mo- most likely you're going to get another conflict like what happens with cancer you go in you feel fine and they're like oh we discovered cancer in your uh let's see like you know in your thyroid uh-huh and the person feels fine because maybe it's already been resolved like a, a great example is thyroid cancer my dad has thyroid cancer that's another thing that pushed me into this work it's yeah. like i've been for years wanting to figure out what is cancer what's the root of it yeah. my dad's had a whole spiritual awakening and we've bonded it's been like the, the most constructive empowering thing for our family and scariest mm. it's been amazing and so he had thyroid cancer and that's connected to a morsel conflict and it's like the not being fast enough to catch the morsel which in that case might be i think it was i'm still resolving it with him but i think it was this promotion that he really wanted mm. and like wanting to get it, wanting to get it and then feeling like he wasn't fast enough and someone else took it yeah. from him. So in that conflict phase for months of him, like his body's going, you need more energy, turn on more thyroid hormone. Yeah. And so cell proliferation. And so then he didn't get it. And then it goes, okay, now we need to heal that. Now, if you've been on antibiotics and certain bacteria is wiped from you, you won't get that swelling stage because you don't have the bacteria to bring, to, you know, uh, digest it. So your body, I'm I'm not going to inflame it. We have no bacteria. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of hardens and encapsulates it. Mm. So, and many of us walking around today might just have encapsulated a little, but they call those benign tumors. And it's really just your body's secondary adaptation in the absence of bacteria. Wow. So that's most likely what was there. And it was like, oh, there's this cancers here, or it was in the beginning of a healing phase and it just wasn't too swollen. Mm. And, as soon as they told him you had cancer, he got a diagnosis shock, which is a death fright shock. Now the lungs are associated, the lungs and the reproductive system and the the, um, digestive system are all from the oldest germ layer. It's all controlled by the brainstem. This is like fear of death, reproduction, food, Mm -hmm. the basics. What's the first thing to go that we would die from first? Air. You can't breathe. Minutes, we're dead. So when you're afraid for your life, like if I was like suffocating someone, their brain instantly would turn on, make more cells in the lungs because he needs to be able to breathe. He needs to get more oxygen morsels or he's going to die. So in that moment, oh, you have cancer. It's like, boom, I'm afraid for my life. So his lungs started proliferating. He comes back months later. You now have lung cancer. It's spreading. Right, and it's like start taking this medication. To, wow! And, and he, the thing is, is it showed up on the scan because he resolved the death fright. 
and yeah. it was starting to go through its healing phase where it kind of expands a bit. Mm-hmm. And there, oh, it's spread here. And then there, one went to his rib. And I'm not, I, I have to see what the rib is connected to. But the certain areas, and then there was a brain cancer. I haven't looked up that one yet. But the reason it spread wasn't because cancer just randomly randomly like, spreads yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's their definition there's yeah. no when when you ask you know even the top specialists in the world today about cancer you go why did it go to that part of the lung instead of this part there's no explanation there's precise explanation. really nope why did it go to this organ instead we don't know their their definition is oh part of the lymph that had the tumor broke off went into the blood and then traveled through and just kind of latched onto the brain which doesn't tell you why that tells you what happened but you go why it's like i don't know that's just how it happens it's it's just random wow gnm tells you exactly why oh because you had a death fright conflict we see it on your brain yeah. scan. you know it moved to this part of your brain that was probably i don't know what that would be i'd have to look into it but the illusion of cancer spreading mm-hmm. is a whole other uh misconception that the west holds and then that causes more conflicts, more conflict. More, and then, then so you have much. family coming in. Right. And then there's certain family you have unresolved shit with. Yeah. And you have a separation conflict. I don't want them here. Mm. And then you start getting rashes. You know, <laughs> and like you just start, start getting all this complex stuff. Yeah. And then it's like throw in the radiation and the diet. Yeah, all the interventions. And then yeah. it's like, what are you actually dying from? Mm. Cancer or at the core of it, fear. Mm. You know, the fear and the unhealed aspects of the psyche that are interpreting mm. and then telling the body adapt, we're in danger, adapt, we're in danger until it just can't adapt. Mm. It's out of energy. It's literally hit the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you see friends that you know, like I have a friend who his best friend, I don't know his best friend, but is going through a cancer thing right now. And it's like you see it and you just get so fired up to, yeah. to share the good news of GNM because yeah. it's like, they're so incredibly scared. Mm-hmm. I'm 90% sure I had cancer in my uh, right breast, like my breast, yeah. my pec, <laughs> my pectoral muscle. <laughs> Voluptuous pectoral <laughs> yeah, muscle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was right after the um, breakup, it started to swell. Yeah. And it was hard underneath my nipple. And I was like, what is this? And maybe uh-huh. it was swollen lymph. I don't right. know. If it was swollen lymph, it would have been a self-devaluation conflict. If it was um, cancer, I don't know. I'd have to look into it. But it was like this hard mass that developed under mm-hmm. here. And once I knew what it was, the bigger it got, the calmer I got. Mm. Oh, it's healing. And it literally just went and dissolved just fine. Wow. As I was resolving the conflicts that arose from that relationship. Which is generally the exact opposite response that most people in exactly. condition to run. Yeah. I have friends who have had heart attacks at home. They know it's going to happen because they resolve the conflict. And there's something called an epicrisis. So through the conflict phase to the healing phase, when you're in the healing phase, kind of the final surge of the healing phase is called an epicrisis. Mm-hmm. And now this goes back. Now this is going to tie into like laws of physics <laughs> and stuff where it's like the epicrisis is a reliving of the original conflict. Mm, okay. It, yeah. Biologically. Yeah. And it's your body's, a sympathetic surge to press out the edema, which is the liquid, the swelling in your brain around that DHS site. Mm -hmm. So once you go into healing, all of this liquid and inflammation goes to that DHS to scarify it. It's like, we don't need this anymore. Turn this program off. And that could feel like headaches, 
um, inflammation, some temporary brain fog because mm-hmm. your your brain is healing. And so you'll have an, an epicrisis, a di- a different epicrisis for every um, conflict shock and a series of symptoms. So it depends. But for example, things like strokes, um, fainting, um, what else is an, uh, diarrhea is an epicrisis. It's like a short, acute onset of symptoms. And often you might have the memories of the original conflict come up as that's happening. Mm. And it's like, you have this choice. Like, do I surrender and like reinforce the healing, what I've learned from this conflict and like meet those memories differently? Or do I go back into victim or whatever I went into? That was the nature of my conflict active phase. It's almost like, you know, it's like what I put out is what I get back. But so often we get the old circumstance back and we respond the way our past self did. And we go, oh, I didn't change. And, and the opposite would be, oh, look, it seems like I'm still sick, but my response to it is different. Mm-hmm. And that is the measure of change. Mm-hmm. Not that it, not that I'm just perfectly healthy, right. that I have a, a new response, right, to the old set of symptoms. Yeah. And so it's your body pushing edema out and doing this surge of sympathetic to then drop you into parasympathetic. Mm. So you go from what's called simpatico, sympathicotonia to vagotonia. And that's when you, that's when you, that's what chronic fatigue really is. Not, I wouldn't say chronic, but fatigue is right. So right when you get on the other side of that epicrisis, which heart attack is a version of that. Yeah. That's the muscle like jolting and in a sense, like rebuilding itself. Yeah. Um, there's more in-depth explanation than that, but, and chest pain and chest contractions, that's after cell loss, mm. which is usually from some form of self-devaluation. And it's like, oh, you've resolved that, rebuild that muscle now. How, what happens when you rebuild muscle in the gym? It's sore yeah. and then it inflames. Inflames, Same yeah. thing happens mm-hmm. to heart muscle. So you mm-hmm. have this constrictions and heart fluttering mm-hmm. and you might have a heart attack, but if you know that it's coming... Mm-hmm. You, there's no fear. And I have mm. friends that have had like three or four heart attacks at home. What? Yeah. Just at home. Like they're like, yeah, it's probably going to come in the next couple of days. They wake up in the middle of the night. Heart attack. Just, okay, back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Because they know it's an epicrisis. They know that it's the final part of their healing. They're fired up about it. Wow. It's very rare that yeah. that's going to kill you. If it kills you, it's because you've been in conflict active for more than nine months. So it is important yeah. if you've been like, in this, it's ter- I think it's overwhelm, an overwhelm conflict, which is like yeah. I'm completely overwhelmed with anything, and you kind of collapse. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you sustain that state for more than nine months yeah. and then heal, yeah. it could be overwhelming and kill you. This is yeah. where you want to work with practitioners that can like assess your case yeah. and help you kind of like downgrade the conflict for a while right. and then resolve over time in a safe way. Yeah. That's, what, that's actually something I was going to like, like get into is – the and this is me speaking, but I, I really think that like our systems, our bodies, our biology just has an in indefinite amount, an infinite amount to self-regulate itself. Yeah. And what happens when someone's so far down that road? Do they lose their ability to regulate so much that I get? I I, I don't know what I'm trying to ask but like is there a point at which a body in german new medicine gets to a point where it can't go through that process without the being dying yeah Yeah. there is 
Yeah. It's not every conflict. It's only few. Um, okay. And is it usually duration and intensity? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only one that I actually know of, and I'm still new, like I'm still in the, I'm a student right now. Yeah. But it's so fun for me. I retain it like that. Yeah. Cause I can tell. It's like, yeah, yeah. neuroscience says if it's fun, 10 repetitions, it's in. If it's not, it's like a hundred or a thousand. Yeah. So it's like, it's so, I'm so passionate about it. But the overwhelm conflict, because it affects the heart. Yeah. And, and there are some others that affect different parts of the heart, but this one specifically, nine months or more. And it was interesting because then you go back to numerology and it's like nine, yeah. completion. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> you know that long, you're complete. Like yeah. you're, your life will be complete, complete yeah. if you resolve this. And so some people, they just don't resolve it intentionally. Right. They just downgrade it. They downregulate it. So it might be getting out of the environment that triggers it. Mm. So you're not resolving, but it's not, you know, it's out of sight, out of mind, and you're having less of a constant need for the defense against it and to be triggered and to feel like you're threatened. So one form of therapy, I wouldn't really call it therapy, is if you're aware of what's triggering the symptoms, just just get away from it. Don't eat the food. Yeah. Don't be around the people. Don't be, maybe move. Yeah. And um, that'll help you downregulate over time. And people mm. can live a lifestyle like that, especially if, that environment is something that you don't want in your life or those kind of people or those kind of foods. If you can be, if you're good without it, then that's fine. Yeah. But if you want freedom, it's like, that's the outside in approach. Mm -hmm. The outside in approach is let me manipulate my environment. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, the body will register that. It's like if I had a neighbor that was loud and annoying and frustrating and I started developing territory anger, which depending on where that hits me could affect my hormones. My testosterone could tank because Mm -hmm. of that. My body would register if I went over and just talked to him. Mm. I said, hey, at this time, could you not play music all night? Yeah. And he said, yeah, sure. And we came to some agreement. I'd have an embodied somatic experience of, I just resolved this. Now, mm. I'm not necessarily creating freedom. I'm changing conditions right. mm-hmm. that is helping me get out of a conflict active face. That's fine. Yeah. The work I do is let's get to the place where you can feel free even if they're playing the music. Right. It doesn't mean you don't leave. Yeah. But if it's going to send you into a biological conflict, mm. then this th- this is much deeper than than yeah. music. I love that differentiation between the the outside in and the inside out yeah. approach. And I've definitely been at many points in my life where I it was almost like I I felt I didn't have the capacity to go inside out. It yeah. was just like I just feel wrecked by this. Uh, And so the the environment needed to change for me to then almost like build the strength back up. And that's exactly how I would describe it. It was like, I built my strength back up to actually resolve this. Um, and sometimes that's the most compassionate thing to do for yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Man, as you've been talking, like I've like things have been lighting up like all over. I've been, momentarily going back into old memories and be like, yep. Yeah. 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 You like, might yep. have healing symptoms tonight. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, baby. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, man. Wow. This is, this is, um, everything that you're sharing is like, I, I've had these deep beliefs. I mean, obviously I've been in the healing world for a while and I've seen some like miraculous things, some miracles and um, I've just had this deep intuitive sense and, <laughs> and, and just like a deep understanding of, of um, like how we're meant to function mm. 
like how we're meant to live. And I mean that like very generally. And um, it's caused me to have um, so many conflicts because I didn't have a language for it other than just like an intuitive sense, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, fortunately, um, I was able to navigate my own space on that like intuitive sense, but having to explain that to someone else, like I always really struggled with that. It's like even describing like the moment at which Mm -hmm. this resolved it isn't really like, it wasn't like an ABC process for me. Like as if I was like, okay, I, I had this thought and then this happened. And, um, I think this just gives this like body of knowledge just gives like a deeper, um, connection of like, of how to describe something that we're all universally experiencing. And, man and gives a deeper sense of compassion mm-hmm. and understanding I, I just keep going back to like compassion and understanding and forgiveness yeah like so much like those words have been sh- like popping up like as you've been talking just mm-hmm. wow compassion understanding forgiveness um and um i think first for ourselves and then also for <laughs> for like other people yeah and, like what's happening for them there's something that happens in it as you understand the laws and you see it in people yeah, where the other side of the coin of understanding is innocence. And you're like, Oh, mm. that's why mm-hmm. you do that. That's why you feel this way. And yeah. like, that's, that's what was the personality change. And that, because I saw it in myself mm-hmm. when my personality changed, I had to adapt to stress because I felt rejected here and this here. And it just, it's like the more you invest in understanding yourself through this, there's an automa- there's a byproduct of compassion and yeah. innocence in other people. Yeah. And it's just like, for me, I've been feeling, and this is so different than where I was even six months ago. It's like just a smile. I just smile yeah. more. <laughs> and it's like I hear people and their symptoms and what they're struggling with. Yeah. And, and then they're on their diets yeah. and they're like trying so hard. And uh-huh. I just like, it's just like, it's not, it's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not looking down. Yeah. It's like this innocence of like, and then it calls me forward. It like yeah. calls me into action. I'm like, I want to support. But it's like, man, like so much effort, mm-hmm. so much. There's something out there that's going to s- save me and, yeah. and help me, mm-hmm. which is going to bring about powerlessness, mm-hmm. which is probably going to create anxiety, which then they're probably going to have migraines. Like I could just see so much. And there's an instant, um, yeah, innocence mm. that I see. Mm-hmm. And then it also points you to what if the only source of healing was myself? Like, mm. what if e- there was no exception to that? Yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm under Wi-Fi towers. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. any of it. It was all me. Mm-hmm. Even the course says it. It's like the course says yeah. there's there's magic or miracles. Mm-hmm. Magic is like take the pill and you'll fix your thing. That's Western medicine. Yeah. Miracles is actually I shift my perception yeah. and the biological program shifts. Yeah. And that's my salvation. That's my freedom. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is actually something that uh, Victoria reminds me of. She brings this perspective into our household because mm-hmm. um, she intuitively carries this yeah. knowledge. She doesn't even know. Yeah. And um, and I I I can very much see the part of myself that is still like carrying like the Western. Yeah. But it's, it's like bit, yeah. But not this thing like but this is a real like, yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. real thing yeah and um 
I can see how so many times for myself and I witness it in others is like, we can hold this belief. You said it early that like all, like everything is happening for us, like everything. And then there's this moment where like, but not that, (laughs) but not this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fluke. Yeah. yeah. This is an exception. (laughs) Yeah. And man. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's all or nothing. Yeah. What's at a hundred. And mm. I'm not always at a hundred. Yeah. But through German new medicine, more and more, it's like it's like a muscle that, as the understanding sinks in, you have no other choice. No other choice. Yeah. Because it's a newfound yeah. awareness. You right. can't become unaware. Yeah. And I think there's other modalities that offer this that that will you'll arrive at the same place. Mm-hmm. For me, something about the language, the physicalness of it. Oh, look at the brain scans. Like, yeah. and then my direct experience with clients, where in the past they'd have these spontaneous healings, and I would just go, oh, "It's miracles. It's God." I would yeah. be, I was mm-hmm. miracle minded. I was like, yeah, that's probably going to happen. That's normal. Mm-hmm. We live in a benevolent universe. Like, great. Now I look back and I go, I know exactly what conflict they were all dealing mm-hmm. with. And it, categorically, it's like indigestible morsel, boom, boom, boom. And just that, just that process of seeing it consistent in my direct experience over and over. Yeah. And I've only been intentionally bringing it into my inquiry practice because it's to me it's like an astrology map Mm -hmm. it's like i can see what's going on in your psyche whether you're aware of it or not Mm -hmm. and therefore it's going to point me right where i need to go with inquiry and when it resolves and then you have the symptoms that are the exact symptom but (laughs) i can't help but have absolute conviction i'm like this is true yeah it's my direct experience yeah 100 percent of the time Mm. I love it because it also, it almost gives some, it gives like a, like a little bit of a, a breadcrumb, a treat to like the, the logical part of our brain um, that like wants to see yes. the evidence. Yep. Hmm. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> so this has been around for 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. 50-ish? Yep, about 50. Um, what has been the trajectory of this and where on, I would say the awareness phase are we of this? Yeah. It's, uh, everyone should be very bullish right now. <laughs> it's, I love it. Yeah. There's about love to be it. some <laughs> moonshot. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Going to the moon. It's a great time to invest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the material was in German for oh, many years Okay, and it's very dense and okay. it's like, you can't just translate half a book. You know, and yeah. like these are this is like serious research. Doctor Hammer developed. Mm. I think it originally got translated maybe in like two thousand. Yeah. So I would say maybe twenty to twenty five years has it only been in English. Wow. So and that that was first I think Canada. There's a Canadian woman I forget her name that started to bring it to some clinics, wow. and so it is alive in a mm-hmm. small way in certain clinics. The healing rates in these clinics, especially around cancer easily double some triple the western medicine yeah uh healing rates of cancer yeah um so it's very new i mean if we're talking in our generation right. there's like f- four influencers that have like fifty thousand followers that's it wow. on this one. like wow in our generation it's just getting to our generation it was like 50 60 kind of like our parents generation that um, cause it was Dr. Hammer. It's like who he directly worked with. Yeah. I think there's only two or three, um, doctors that work directly under Dr. Hammer that are alive, still teaching this. I'm actually going to meet one of them. His name is Sasha next month. 
Amazing. who work directly with Dr. Hammer. One of the only, I think there's only three people right now that know how to read the brain scans. What? That were trained directly by Dr. Hammer. And they're going to pass it on because yeah. that was Dr. Dr. Hammer. I mean, first of all, his name. Hama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. Hama. Yeah. He's a beast. <laughs> like, but he, he uh, his dying wish was like, give it away for free. Yeah. Give it to everyone. I mean, like by the end of his life, it, he, he was just, it was pure poetry. It's all yeah. he could. It was like, I see, I see nature's benevolence. I feel the support of God in every moment. Like the scales removed from my eyes, forget the exact quote, but he's like the scales removed from my eyes. And I see that everything is a pattern of life, you know, like, like caring for itself. And it's like, mm. and so he goes, make it free, make it public, give it away. And so these practitioners, it's like, Yes, they have to make a living as well, but their the knowledge is free. Mm. LearningGNM.com, it's all there. Mm. Now, wow. the challenge and where I feel like our generation is going to completely change the game yes. is in conflict resolution. Because previous generation was like, just move. Just resolve the conflict next door. And it's right. like, well, that's practical and can be profound because how many of us just avoid direct human conflict resolution? Yeah. Like, that's great. But it was mainly outside in. Mm-hmm. And I think our generation is going to bring this inside out approach and also see show that these five biological laws are subsets and connected to hermetic laws and like how, what this is actually pointing to beyond just health. Yeah. I think it's going to, the, the work is going to expand. Yeah. It's going to be like a puzzle piece in this. It's like an evolution of consciousness. Exactly. Really. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, um, what about our generation? Um, has the tools to break through in conflict resolution like like why now yeah well i mean if you look online it's like somatic this yeah. trauma that yeah. it's all our generation it's yeah. like they're like in their you know late 20s 30s and 40s and it's like there's this new wave of pioneers that are standing on the shoulders of the gabber mate yeah. the tony robbins where i think there was this wave in the 80s and 90s of personal development it was like mindset work mm -hmm. right and then you had like <laughs> goofy new agey spirituality it's yeah. like wait no it's actually about the you know vibration uh -huh. and joe dispenza's yeah. and greg braden and yeah. bruce lipton and da 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 and now you're having this like integration point yeah. happening where it's like this grounded spirituality be you know trauma-informed understanding how the body works um while not leaving out you know the importance of the psyche and being able to process deeply held you know mental components to your mm -hmm. trauma as well i just think the, the nature of evolution is integration. Yeah. And it's like, as there's more complexity, there needs to be an equal and opposite amount of integration. And I think we're just at this tipping point where we, we have access to so much information, mm -hmm. so much trial and error, so many giants behind us. Mm -hmm. And I just think our generation is just badass. Honestly, I think it's yeah. like we first generation with the internet, you know, mm -hmm. like there's an I, openness. There's an openness. Yeah. I think internet has a lot to do with that. Uh, huge. Yeah. I was, I was shown zeitgeist. Have you seen that film? No. It's like an OG kind of red pill conspiracy theory video, but it's Perfect. like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the fed federal uh -huh. reserve talks yeah. about the fractional reserve bank. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, the school system, Rockefeller's, yeah. getting, you know, turning yep. into factory workers, yep. blows the lid on mainstream religion. Yep. And then what's the third, fourth one? Um, the war, uh, war industrial yeah, yeah. Yeah, complex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw that as a freshman in high school. Wow. And I just, and I created a club called the Brotherhood <laughs> in Gaelic called the Broth Reaches. 
What? And we would watch conspiracy theory videos and like plan yeah. how to change the world. And at the yeah. time, my consciousness was like, I literally said this. I was like, let's just go blow up the White House. Like, fuck them. Yeah. Let's just, I was so. That's like the early rage. stage. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Anger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, but I think that happened to a lot of people in our a generation. A lot of people. Like, the curtain got pulled back at a yeah. young age. Mm. And we've just had the question what's true? Yeah. What's actually true? Yeah. We're seeing through the lies of the media. We're seeing that the system is rigged. Like, mm -hmm. That's just so common in our generation. So I think this is par for the course. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you look at like the collective numbers as a whole, like it almost is like, oh, like how can people not see this? And it, but if, if you start skewing down in age, it's almost like you don't like not see it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the norm. Yeah, like exactly. It's the exception is that you don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the younger you go, the more that's true. Um, Mm. So, um, talk to me a little bit about, um, conflict resolution mm -hmm. and where, where you think the generation, our generation is taking that and like, yeah. what's, what's the evolution of it that we're going to see yeah. that supports and resolving these inner conflicts. Yeah. yeah. So something that's been working for me a lot, and I see this, a lot of different coaches and healers kind of pointing to the same thing, but is instead of this problem solution paradigm, mm -hmm. okay, my problem is that I'm not enough. My solution is to become enough. And right when we create <laughs> the idea of becoming, we create yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So now mm -hmm. I'm here and destination is here. Yep. That gap is suffering. Yep. So I do, and what happens when I enter time? Like I just keep what I want in the future, in the future yep. mm -hmm. for all of time. All of time. So what do I guarantee? Seeking and never finding. Yep. Ego 101. Yep. So old model was like, then just uh, build your business. Just yeah. become attractive. Right. Like this mm -hmm. is what society sells you. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's problem solution. The form of inquiry that I guide people through is problem dissolution. It's questioning the nature of the problem. Mm -hmm. So it's like, this happened. I'll, I'll use this example from one of my clients. She's saying, you know, my mother betrayed me. And she's describing this scenario. I said, like, freeze the frame of when the betrayal happened. And this is, this is a, also understanding the nature, which I believe we're in a type of holographic reality. Mm -hmm. It's real, yeah, but it's a, it's, it's made of consciousness. It's like it feels physical, and uh, that, that's our direct experience. But what is it made of? Consciousness, non-physical stuff. Yeah, and every part contains the whole. Mm -hmm. So if you go to one memory where the pattern was alive, all the data of that pattern is going to be alive in that frame as well as another frame where it came up and another frame. So it's like, I find one frame where the conflict, it, I don't need to find origin. So right. I think that's a myth. How yeah. can I find the actual origins, the big bang, right? <laughs> Cause where yeah. does it go? Like, yeah, yeah. Did it come from you and your parents and there, mm -hmm. if you go all the way back, it's, it almost doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's like where it's most alive. Where it's really. most alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll find one frame where it's most alive, most charged mm -hmm. and let them go revert back to that version of them mm -hmm. a safe way. Mm -hmm. That means letting the feelings come up, mm -hmm. not repressing, not over intellectualizing. So it's actually letting those come up saying what need, what was real to you at the time, not like new version, but just whatever those thoughts were like, yeah. I'm this, I'm that. And we'll find the identity statement. I'm something. Yeah. Right. There's only a few that are at the core. It's mm -hmm. like the roots like of five. the tree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like four or five roots. And yeah. then there's all these different fruits. And a lot of people spend time on the fruit. They right. go, you know, yeah. like something like, 
um, I'm not good looking. Mm-hmm. That's a fruit. Yeah. That's not a core right. belief. Underneath that is just a story of deficiency, which might sound like I'm not enough. I'm not loved. Mm-hmm. I'm a failure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm bad. Mm-hmm. I'm wrong. So we'll find that deficiency story that was created in that moment. And, and typically the more dropped in and safe they get beforehand. So I'll kind of like drop, drop them into yeah. their body the more access to the memory they have. Mm-hmm. So we'll help. And that's the, what is it? The, um, uh, forgetting the name. There's a part of the brain that shrinks with trauma that holds memory. I think it starts with the M. It's like right at the center of your head. Forgetting the name. Yeah. It's not coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, the, the more safe your nervous system, the more that part of the brain can open. So it's like, there's a, there's a emphasis on safety on going into memory mm-hmm. or going into any moment, it can even be yeah. recent, that contains that pattern, that identity that plays out in thinking, feeling, and doing. And through the inquiry process, we'll find that, I- that core identity mm-hmm. statement. And it's like they have to feel it in their bones. Yeah. So my job, number one, is is to watch when they say it, you know. Yeah. It's like, boom, emotion. <sighs> Just oh, like... I'm, I'm nothing. I'm, like, it's like yeah. it, everything, comes everything lights up, yeah. everything mm-hmm. lights up. Mm-hmm. And first it's just, can I be with that? Mm-hmm. You know, like I love this definition of success. It's like, I'm successful if I can be with what is, mm. that's my only marker. Wow. I can be with this. Mm. So it's like, that's the first thing is like, check the box off. <laughs> if this never changed, the feelings coming up, the thought, like you just being here, can, is that okay? Can that be okay? Can we just be with this? And like, that's the first box to check. And often, I love that. Yeah. When you just, when it's just allowed and in awareness, it lifts from you. You don't do, you don't heal it. It's like in Buddhism, they say reality is self-liberating. Yeah. You don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. The more that's new Sorry age. You, yeah. That's you like becoming God and going, I'm going to heal. Yes. Heal. Even Jesus said your faith heals. God takes, takes that from you. And these are just words right. to describe when I acknowledge and let something in my experience versus compartmentalize and, and, and resist and, re- and repress, it is liberated. I don't have to do anything. I'm just letting it. It's like this quote in the course. It's like, don't try to purify yourself and then come to me. Come to me. I'm the purifier. Mm. And coming to me is that open space of awareness and acceptance of, of what's actually true. Even at first, it is lies. I'm nothing, I'm this. To that version of you, it was true. It was, yeah. So first you have to get back to the truth of your experience, which is a window into the deeper truth of Mm. who you are. But you can't access that if you're not willing to be with this initial experience, even if it's lies. So it's like this like opening into that, and then we question it. It's just simple. It's once that's the hardest part. Yeah. Once that there's that opening, there's a natural regulation that happens. It's like we just go through the the principle or the questions of yeah. helping them see for themselves. Is that true? Mm. That go to that moment. Right. You're nothing. You're no one. You're worthless. Mm-hmm. And the genuine inquiry where they're trying. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite questions, like, what's your proof? Like tr- in that situation, we only stay in that situation. Right, right. Find your proof in that situation. Yeah. And the search itself rewires the yeah. brain because they can't find, they can't land on anything. Right. And when they try to land on it and it doesn't make sense, in you can't accept something that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So if I tell Because you someone, know you made it up. You yeah. know it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only way that that would make sense 
is if it's protecting you from something even scarier. Right. So that's the only exception. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it is true that, like, if I told you, I'm like, Chris, you're a woman. Mm. You couldn't believe me. No. You'd be like, no, no, it's not true. Yeah. There's nothing I can do to convince you. You mm. know it. It's in the realm of knowing. Yes. Or if I just say, you're sitting there and I'm sitting here. Uh, and I tell you, actually, you're sitting here. Yeah. You can't, mm. you can't accept it. It's like, I'm not. I'm, yeah. s- I'm sitting right here. So if they know it's not true, they can't accept it unless the accepting of the truth was somehow threatening for them. Like, mm. oh, then I would, then I'd be abandoned. Then, mm. then I'd be a really bad person because I've been lying my whole life to myself and I've been hurting others. I can't accept this. I have to maintain it. Yeah. Which just means we haven't really got right. To the it's region. just like scraping one more exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just you, you understanding how the psyche works, the nature of beliefs, and whatnot. It's fundamental in resolving conflicts. Mm-hmm. But again, just back to the basics. It's like we're accepting, we're letting the truth of our experience be fully expressed. Mm-hmm. Then we're questioning that truth. We're questioning the stories of deficiency. I am fill in the blank. Not enough. Not loved. And once they can't find evidence to support it, or once they simply see for themselves that it didn't make sense, that it was just assumed. Yeah. And they didn't even choose it. Yeah. This is where the innocence come in. Mm-hmm. You go back and go, I always ask this question. Did you ask, like, did you pause and have a menu of options yeah. on how you wanted to define yourself in that moment? Like, did yeah. you go, okay, I could be, this could make me strong. This could make me weak. Mm-hmm. This could make me no one um i'll take the no one okay thoughts now enter my mind oh god i'm no one no, you weren't there you weren't putting feeding that. yourself those thoughts yeah they just happened right it was just wired in yeah so you didn't choose it yeah you're innocent they didn't directly cause you the harm right it was your thinking and believing in that that identity that came in right that caused you the hard truth is that caused you then to hate and pull away from them mm-hmm. that's actually the source of our pain. It's like we yeah. close our heart to another person, yeah. which is a result of closing it to ourself. Mm-hmm. And once they see that, that kind of like that first layer of separation, whoa, it wasn't necessarily the experience. It's my internal reaction to the experience. Mm-hmm. I didn't choose it. Wasn't I'm not to yours, blame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily to blame either because they're not putting thoughts in my head. That just happened and it's not true. Mm-hmm. So through working to that understanding, they can actually accept the scenario and because they see it's not true, their brain goes, oh, I don't need to protect you from that anymore, yeah. which means rumination goes away. Rumination is your brain's way of saying there's a conflict alive. Ruminate on this until it's resolved. Mm. And in the course, they call that selective memory. It's like you don't need this memory anymore. Mm. So they say forgive, but don't forget. No, you want to forget. Yeah. It's natural to forget. Yeah. It might come up when you're prompted, but why would your brain hold on to something that's not relevant anymore? That's happened to me so much. Yeah, there's so much that I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's yeah, a great it's sign. Great. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like again, like I can go there, like I can form a memory around yeah. it, is what it feels like. I can like And that's very different from repression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because with repression it's like it's gonna be triggered and then yeah. you're gonna go to inv- avoidance and then mm-hmm. probably addiction. Mm-hmm. Now if that's not alive, then you know it's not repressed. It's just not relevant. It's integrated. Yeah. Mm. So then they just get to the place of I don't have to go uh, attempt to be enough and more loved i need to drop the story that i'm not enough and mm-hmm. that i'm not loved and actually by dropping the story what arises is his opposite yeah i feel loved when i'm not it's already there yeah i feel worthy when i'm not trying to be someone else mm-hmm. it's just already there the moment you look for it you leave it yeah so we're just shortening or, or completely deleting yeah. this gap of becoming and coming into being i'm just gonna that. be it now because in the absence of it i am it and that's right. true for everyone and as again speaks to this setup it's a pretty good setup when you understand yeah it. 
Mm. And so, so one of the most common things that people go through, um, from what I hear in like facilitation and retreats and all these things is, is this like rubber band snapback effect when you get mm. that moment of like, wow, I am enough. Like I am, I'm powerful. I'm beautiful. I'm like all these things. And, and then what happens? I mean, I know what happens, but like <laughs> I imagine, um, how to people continue to resolve mm. what is already true in the moment, yeah. but maybe they've call it forgot or yeah. wasn't fully integrated. That's great. Yeah. First thing is I would say like, this is what I started to do at retreats to ensure more integration mm -hmm. is I'd have an entire day where it's just open action. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what can you do today? Yeah. That represents the change you made yesterday. Who do yeah. you need to call? What business idea do you want to start? Work on it. Actually do it. I did this in my last retreat. So <laughs> we did the fourth day. Yeah. There you go. Cause yeah. it's like, that will show me if it's integrated. Yeah. If it's not, you'll have resistance to it. You'll avoid it. You'll, I'm just blocked creatively. Like something yeah. will come up mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, we haven't got to a route or there's another route mm -hmm. that we just need to get to. So that's one way to check. But the more they can start acting on it, they're actually reprogramming their body to go, mm -hmm. this is safe. Because yeah. the only reason they wouldn't act on it is they had a moment previously where it's not safe mm -hmm. to be creative, to be loud, to be myself. So it's like actually training that muscle with yeah. reaction. But I would also say it's just the understanding that if they don't take the action, they're still associating it with more pain than pleasure. They're in yeah. the, this is still not in my best interest mm. because of some fear that's still unintegrated. Because we'll always move in the direction of what we believe is in our best interest. Mm. So if if they intellectually go, oh yeah, like I'm going to start my business or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach this woman or man and ask them on a date I'm, i feel so good about it uh, and then they get to it and it's like oh no i'm not going to do it there's a belief that's saying it's it's actually in your best interest to avoid it still mm. this is why again coming back to compassion it's like no one's lazy yeah there's no such thing as laziness yeah. they're motivated mm -hmm. to sit on the couch yep <laughs> Mm -hmm. for some very specific reason yeah that's unconscious mm -hmm. because the opposite is more scary and that's just going to tell you there's something unresolved from the past mm -hmm. that they're projecting in the future. Yeah. And so they're sitting on the couch going, if I do that thing, I'm going to fail. I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to be laughed at. So I'm not going to do it. So yeah. I'm motivated not to do it. We call that laziness or procrastination. Mm. Just unhealed conflicts. Yeah. So it's also just when you have that understanding, it's more just meeting it with curiosity. It's like, mm -hmm. why does it actually make sense for you not to do this? Mm. I want to understand how this keeps you safe. And you'll see that their definition of safe is unconscious from childhood. And it always produces the opposite. Mm. The e where the ego points to safety, it only creates separation and fear. Mm. So the moment it's like, oh, tell me how this makes you safe. And they start to investigate that. Yeah. Well, if I avoid it, then I don't have to be rejected. Okay, but now if you're avoiding doing the thing, you're never going to succeed at it. You're literally creating the failure you're trying to avoid. Yeah. And when they can see that, when they can see the strategy that they've employed is creating what they don't want yeah. and they can no longer find any benefit. Mm -hmm. It'll drop. Mm. But as long as there's benefit outweighing its opposite, they'll hold on to it for dear life. Mm. There's a whole book written on this called existential kink. Yeah. I was going to say this sounds familiar. <laughs> a, yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 I uh. first learned about this mechanism through Bashar. Oh, okay. And then read her book and I'm like, this is an entire book on that. Mechanism. On this. Yeah. I yeah. my suffering. I need this. Yep. I get off yep. on it. That's kind of energy. Yeah, it's interesting. I was actually just trying, uh, as you were saying that, I was like flashing back to, this is like early in, call it my like awakening or my awareness, uh, 
phase where I actually, that was my first line of questioning was I started questioning like, are my actions actually in my best interest? Mm-hmm. And I was at a period of my life where I had an injury and I was forced to like sit down and stop mm-hmm. what I was doing. What was and, the um, it was, um, it was diagnosed mm-hmm. as an exertion headache, but it was basically just the capillaries in my brain exploded under high intense exercise. Wow. Yeah. And it was the only thing that helped me was like, stop going as hard as I was going at life, like all things. I wasn't sleeping. I was just going hard. and, um, like acupuncture and chiropractic, just like, That's pretty savage. like you went so hard, you exploded your yes. brain. Yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. intense. And it wasn't just the physical activity. It was the way that I was forcing my way through life and like forcing my way through everything that um, was asking me to like slow down and to like listen to this signal that's here. Cause I had so many signals and um, it was after that, that like I couldn't think clearly about the things I wanted to think like I couldn't really work. I couldn't really, but what I could think clearly was self-reflection for whatever reason. It was just like, I just started like looking back at things for the first time in my life. I was always like forward, like head down, go. And this moment I was just like, I started contemplating. I was like, Mm -hmm. is this in my best interest? Like, why am I doing this thing? If it's, and like that started to peel away the layers, even before I had language to it of like, Oh, it's because I want to be liked or I want this or whatever. Right. And, um, it's, um, yeah, that, I just, it, it hit something for me because I'm actually at a point where I'm, um, I've been contemplating that, that period of my life. And I don't know, I think part of it is I'm, I'm in the process of writing a book for that man. Okay. And I keep trying to get into the framework of the language at which it would make sense to me then. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I, I felt that I didn't have that and I was just, it was arising in me spontaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was wondering as like, as you were saying that is like, did that question come to me from somewhere? Did I absorb it in some way? Um, or did it just, it was just the time for me to receive it. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the latter would be true, but what I find really interesting is that, I mean, there's no way to know cause you didn't get a brain scan. Well, you probably did have a brain scan. I did actually. Or yeah. A CT scan. Uh, I had a CT scan. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see it. Okay. I don't know how well I could Shit, read I gotta it. F- I, I know he was on a CD. It. I okay, remember well. who did it for me too. I was a little, I'll find it. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> I would bet. I mean, it sounds like the parts of your brain associated with the forward movement and the striving mm-hmm. were the ones that overwhelmed. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that is, it's like a type of migraine. Yeah. Like it really intense. Really and, intense. And you can have, you can have exercise induced migraines yeah. or you can have migraines from a combination of powerlessness and frontal fear, like mm. a fear of something coming at you yeah. in the future and a feeling of a sense of powerlessness to it. That's a core yeah. conflict that will create migraines. Mm-hmm. It sounds like yours was exercise induced, yeah. but interestingly enough, the energy behind moving you in that direction seemed to be the parts of the brain that got foggy. Yeah. So yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, self-organized to like, yeah. Hey, you can't work. Some deeper part of you, call it your soul, is yeah. like, I can't go on in this direction. This isn't my path. Which there are conflicts where, if you have a deep sense of I'm off my path, there's conflicts that arise from that. 
and being off. I mean, enough. that is exactly where I was. Yeah. Yeah. And so, boom, to stop you. And then, you know, when there's function and parts of the brain that are lost, others enhance. Yeah. So giving you, yeah, profound mm-hmm. insight as to, I think we all, I remember I had a similar version of this where I was sitting on the couch after doing steroids and like partying and drinking and just like, you know, being that guy mm-hmm. and sitting there and just having this thought of like, I should do the opposite of everything. <laughs> doing. Yeah. It was that simple. I was like, yeah, this isn't working. I feel miserable. <laughs> I should just do the op. And I literally did the opposite of everything. I stopped having sex. I stopped eating meat. Like I just did the opposite of everything. I stopped drinking, smoking for like five yeah. years. Like, so it's like the Seinfeld episode. With the, are you are you a Seinfeld I love fan? Seinfeld. The George, the opposite George, when he just starts doing the opposite. Oh, that's fantastic! And he just like life. has the best life yeah. ever. Yeah, and like goes into the Yankees. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. And yeah. Is like super outgoing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do the opposite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're, what you're really doing is just doing the opposite of the pattern that's been running, which is not actually serving. Which it points to, like the gift of the conflict. Yeah. Number one, and I think this is so cool, is, again, we speak biologically. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. That actually happens in our biology. So when you heal, let's say, um, I'll give a practical example. I broke my collarbone senior year of football. Mm-hmm. What, and we all know bones grow back stronger. I mean, this is literally, this bone is thicker. You yeah. can feel it than my yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It do, Every organ does that. Mm. Every muscle you know, uh, tissue fiber does that. Anything that gets rebuilt after a conflict is more reinforced and more capable. Mm. So it's, that's not just a, a philosophy. Saying, that's yeah. biology. Yeah. Same happens with our brain. Yeah. Um, I forget where I was going with that, but I just thought that, that how cool is that? It's like, yeah. we, we've been knowing this has been in our collective psyche. Yeah. And now we're just, and I think that's how things arise. It's like a certain, we reach this, um, uh, like tipping point of awareness mm-hmm. and then that physical manifestation, the phys- physical actualization of what we're all knowing and sensing gets found out Yeah, because we're at this tipping point. Mm. You know, I think we need it more now than ever, especially what's going on with big pharma and all the agendas at play. Like it's one of the, it's in my opinion, in the realm of science, it's the most empowering science. I wouldn't even call it a science. Yeah. I call it knowledge. It's, yeah. It's just natural so much sci- yeah. yeah. So much yeah. science out there mm. is not science. Yeah. Germ theory is science. Yeah. It's BS. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> man, there's so many, what could be called different parts of my life that are all fitting under this mm-hmm. same thing of just like a body of knowledge that is truth. And I'm just applying this truth to this one area of my life, but it's literally the same truth. Yeah. And this is happening exactly. to me in so many different exactly. areas. Like yeah. legal versus law. It's yeah, legal. yeah. It's all it's it's all the same. This is what I wanted to mention just coming back to me is that the um how much time do we have? Um, I mean we're this is short, but I'm Yeah, yeah. We're we're winding down, but yeah, we got time. Um, <laughs> the uh so uh back to constellations. Yeah. There's one called the megalomania. Constellation, which mm-hmm. is, you know, kind of like this, like extreme aggrandizing. Yep. It could be like I'm God. It could it could go there. Um, a lot of megalomanias are like heads of massive churches or popes mm-hmm. or something like this. Now, there's gifts to these kind of things. There's a, or, or no, I'm thinking of me- megalomania, but also one called a flying constellation. A flying constellation is, I actually, I I can't confirm it, but it feels true. I'd have to see my own brain. 
but I a lot of people will develop a flying constellation when their home environment is really unsafe and it might not be super acute but kind of like this chronic like am I safe I don't know mm-hmm. and I need to escape through fantasy mm-hmm. and that might be video games or just yeah. like literally going outside and fantasizing it's a series of conflicts I, I can't recall what they are but you in, in a sense create an overlay over reality and you could be really like ungrounded and you're usually yeah. attracted to like new age yes. Ast- yes. astrology literally things in the sky yeah. you want you want to be a pilot right or you like collect planes like, and you're obsessed with like spaceships and tr- you know interdimensional travel and it's yeah. like this flying constellation, a gift of that, which again, this is pointing back to just a foundational principle of, you know, in every shadow, there's a gift. Mm-hmm. The gift of that is your insight and your ability to like hear God yeah. is enhanced yeah. and you can get profound inspiration and vision that, you know, your average person doesn't have access to yeah. because you're not differentiating between fantasy and reality. So you're unbounded to some yes. degree. And then in other ways, that could be it could be a total limitation. Yeah, you're just not being realistic. Right, you're mm-hmm. not like doing the grounded work. Often, yeah. flyers are in denial about mm-hmm. a lot of things. They don't want to face reality. Mm-hmm. Megalomania could be like you're a dancer and you're like on stage. You're this persona where you're like the most epic, best, yeah. hottest person in the world, and to win the dance competition, you need that. You need that. Yeah. So it's like uh, you don't want if just you, like if you want to excel at that. You might not want to resolve it. Yeah. Some people are like, no, you know what? I needed that. As yeah. long as it's not creating conflict in the rest of my life, yeah. I actually can put it's on this tool. whole different mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that is my passion. Mm. So it's interesting. It's like, yes, we want to resolve because can we learn to access those states without needing to be constellated? Yes. Yeah. And um, I've heard stories of people being like, this one's working for me right now. Yeah. And it's actually not unhealthy. I'm not like anorexic or nothing like tragic i'm not addicted is happening mm-hmm. yeah i get triggered by these things and keeping this constellated while i'm in this like the ones that are aware of gnm they're like yeah i'll resolve the constellation after six months from now when i'm done with this gig <laughs> because i could more I deeply see step yeah. into yeah, x yeah. y or z yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's which is you know, yeah just another way of seeing it but it's really right. just pointing to it's like oh they're they're there's a gift here. Right. There's certain personality traits that can come out. Or like I mentioned before, super senses. Yeah. Like hypervigilance is a super sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, my eyes, I'm literally might have cell proliferation in my eyes so I could see mm-hmm. more sharply. And I'm on edge, but I also do have like a, a little superpower. I have that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, man. This could be a 10 hour episode. I know. It really <laughs> Um, as we, as we wind this, this down, this was, I mean, this was fantastic. This is all I hoped for and more, um, because I was just so curious. Um, and I just have a trust that when things like hit me, when, when we were talking about it, it just like was hitting me. I was like, I need to know a little more on this. And so I appreciate you sharing it. And, um, is there anything else that you feel would be useful to, to add to the, to, to wrap this up or is, do we feel complete? Well, I just find it in- interesting that in the eighties, Dr. Hammer concluded that there are no such thing as viruses. Mm-hmm. I was in the eighties. Yeah. I just got on to the no virus train two years ago, maybe yeah. through a friend yeah. of mine, Alec Zek. And like he interviewed a couple scientists uh dr dr andrew kaufman and dr cowan and um yeah 
it's like the viruses out to get you, the bacteria out to get mm-hmm. you. It's all coming from this paradigm of you're in danger yeah. and nature, life, wants to kill you. Yeah. And therefore, you need an immune system to protect you. So right. in GNM, we don't. there's not even an immune system. There's no such thing. There's yeah. no need. Yeah. The, the Instead of saying there's an immune system, it's just your total body system yeah. turning on adaptive programs or not. Yeah. Protecting or healing. That's it. I, I but was, it's not protecting against anything uh-huh. outside of, you know, the protection might be I need more cells here yeah. mm-hmm. or I need to enhance this my you know my nose it's the protection against a predator like we would have had evolutionarily like a tiger or something now obviously those tigers can be our neighbors Mm -hmm. but the biology hasn't caught up Mm -hmm. right um so yeah i just find it it's it's powerful when we go all the way and it's like oh Mm -hmm. bacteria germs like i don't wash my hands a lot (laughs) And a lot of these little cultural uh-huh. things, it's like, uh-huh. it's not either. relevant. Why yeah. would I do it? Yeah. <laughs> so that's a funny I, I love to be around people that like get that and understand yeah. that and like have an amazing, beautiful partner that like trusts me when I don't bathe. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't bathe for, you know, three months. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, but it, it's. But I wanted to just say that yeah. to say that the. It's it's ego projected into material. And it's like you have materialism at the core of Western philosophy yeah. mm-hmm. and the medical system, which mm-hmm. is like, no, we have to identify the cause. And it's a single cause. It's yeah. this type of bacteria that causes this disease, yeah. allopathy 101. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you go to functional medicine and you go, okay, no, it's not just the one thing. It's, it's the all, terrain. Right. It's all the, things. all the things. And that could take you into some empowerment because right. it's like, oh, I'm, I'm in control of my environment to some degree. Right. Let me buy the EMF machine, yep. which is $10,000 fucking <laughs> copper coil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then let me buy all the supplements. Let me do the Qigong, the breath work, like whatever. And it's yeah. like there's going to be a degree of empowerment. Yeah. And you could swing to the other side of the pendulum. Now I'm confused. What's the source? I have to protect myself around... Uh, from everything, everything, chemtrails, yeah. yeah, yeah, glyphosate. It's yeah. like, uh, which if we are ever acutely poisoned, you'll know. You'll throw up, or you'll you'll have uh, snot. No, not even that. You'll you'll throw up, or you'll have diarrhea mm-hmm. and sweat. Your body will instantly go into detox if it needs a detox. The regulating detox is your lymph system. Mm. So if you're really like we we in the functional world. It's just assume that toxins are at the core of everything. Yeah. So that's the next bad guy. Right. That's the next bad guy. It's not guy. the viruses. It's not mm. the bacteria. It's the toxins. Mm-hmm. And then so you go from germ theory to terrain theory. Mm-hmm. And that is a step up in, in a big way because yeah. you're, again, it's like, do you vaccinate the fish and put in crappy, you know, and, and like keep the crappy water or do you just change the water and the fish will get healthy? healthy? Yeah. There's truth to that. Right. GNM is the next stage Yeah. where it's like, I can be in any environment for the most part on this planet mm-hmm. and thrive mm-hmm. if I'm not conflicted because my body's that powerful. Yes. It's like my, my heart, the electromagnetic field of my heart, it can overbalance the EMF towers, the radiation, any and all of it. I have I've heard stories of people living under cell phone towers, getting all this radiation poisoning, going to Hawaii, being outside of it, healing, finding GNM, Worked through the belief, I'm not adaptable, I'm stuck. Dropped that belief, went back to live under or near <laughs> towers, was perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So it's like GNM says, 
this is like instead of trying to prevent, it's like we go from protect, prevent, embrace. Mm. And that final level of if I have symptoms, I'm celebrating that. Mm. I'm not getting into German new medicine to never get sick. Yeah. I'm using this as a window to my psyche and behind that's my soul. Yeah. And through the integration, I'm hoping, I'm I'm celebrating symptoms. Yeah. And because I'm resolving a conflict inside out, I will be stronger, more integrated permanently from that. Again, that's the definition of resolve conflict. I can't do it again. Mm. And if Mm. that's how you use this framework, if that's your only goal, then it is a path of knowing yourself. Wow. I just landed, brother. And something, yeah, something came back in me as you as you shared that. That uh, I'm deeply appreciated that that we asked that last question yeah. and you closed it out. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a very powerful conversation. If someone is so inclined to have listened to it and have received it and open to it, uh, if someone is is made it through this episode and is just hungry salivating for a deeper dive into this body of knowledge what's what's a good place to point them um how can people get in touch with you about this like what's a good resource yeah i'll start with the resource of learninggnm.com mm-hmm. if you want to you know go to the index there and research your specific symptom go there it's a little dense but you get used to it um i put a lot of content on my instagram that's just brandon.bozarth mm-hmm. And my website is brandonbozart.com. I do one-off sessions, one-on-one work. I'm just finishing a cohort. was specifically around um, indigestible morsel conflicts. It's called Mm -hmm. Heal Your Gut. Mm -hmm. Um, So I may continue to do specific conflict resolution Mm. cohorts. Yeah. Um, So look out for that. And then for other, like, hitters right now that are just taking GNM, like, bringing it to the masses, Dr. Melissa Sell, um, Freya, I'm forgetting Freya's last name, but she has a podcast called GNM Stories, mm. which is incredible. Like y- your conviction will go through the roof yeah. through that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's a really good starting place. Beautiful. Beautiful. Brandon, thank you for being on, brother. This is everything I wanted and more. Yeah, likewise, man. Yeah. This is my first, actually, no, second GNM podcast. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My first was Honored. with Freya. Which, okay. which, interestingly enough, I got to learn so much from her. I yeah. so respect her. And um, got to jam on yeah. time with her. And she's she's just a stud in the, in the GNM world. So that's been such a journey. Mm. I, I love my favorite podcast recordings are where I get to go into full student mm-hmm. mode and just, like, receive all of it. And that's what this felt like. So mm-hmm. thank you for allowing that for me. Thank you for being open. Yeah. Which I knew you would be. <laughs> And thank you all for listening to this episode of the Fully Expressed Podcast. Thank you, Brandon.